0: Welcome to Friday, friends. I'm Sandro at OnlySandro on Twitter and Instagram. I'm with my boy Ani Shri 23 Twitter and Instagram as well. We are finally back. Uh, I'll be honest. We were caught up in the bliss of sports last week, and it took us a while to recover, and uh, that's why we weren't on last week. Uh, Ani, huge Nationals fan. Yeah, buddy. And he was recovering. And you guys, the Nats are still red hot, which is great for you. I'm I'm recovering because Ben Simmons hit a three. <laughs> like, I'm still shocked. I'm very much shocked. Thank you. I, I'm so happy for Ben because when I play him in DFS, the season is starting Tuesday, guys. NBA's I, back. It's this back. This is the best time in sports. I'm going to play him in, in DFS. If this guy's hitting threes... He's going to be perfect in DFS until his price gets out of control.
1: I think this is the first time ever.
0: Look, everyone is outside. <laughs> We're causing accidents because Ben Simmons hit a three.
1: Yeah, they're they're sounding the sirens. This might be the first time in D.C. history that this late in October, the Nationals, Capitals, Wizards, Redskins will all be playing a professional game.
0: It's great. You guys, so the, the Nationals are kind of doing what the Capitals did last year or this year. I forget. What's the, I guess two that was years, last season. Two years ago. Two years. Oh, yeah, you're right. Two years. But still, I'm excited for you guys. And that's also why I had the idea to bring on one of our favorite Friday friends, uh, Mr. Andrew Passaro. He's, this guy's all over the place, right? Host of the Brick House podcast. That's a music podcast. I was on that. Brick with just a K at B-R-I-K House Pod, if you want to follow them on Twitter, and also host of the Ghost Goal Podcast, at Ghost Goal Pod. Very simple. And make sure you follow Andrew, at Andrew Passaro. Andrew, P-A-S-S-A-R-O. Welcome to the Friday Friends Podcast, Mr. Andrew Passaro.
1: Is Passaro even with us?
2: I'm here. Can you hear me, brother? There
1: he is,
2: Pissarro.
1: What's going on, my man? How how did it feel to be in the stadium for the game four of the NLCS when the Nationals clinched?
2: Probably the most electric game I've ever been to in my entire life. And I was I was saying to one of my buddies last night, I like I had a top five hug with my dad at the end of that game. Like it was like graduating high school, graduating college, getting my Eagle Scout, and then the Nats winning. And I don't know what five is yet, but like. I had, like, a warm embrace. I went with my dad and my little brother, and it was, it was an awesome game. Like, it, to see Patrick Corbin go out there, strike out 12 of the 15 guys he got out, he mowed down guys in the first two innings. The Nats putting up seven runs in the first inning might be, like, the happiest, happiest I've been in all of 2019. Uh, they're, they're, like, they're a wagon right now. They're electric, as I've been saying since May 29th. Do not let them get hot, and people let them get hot. And now they're going to be in the World Series. And, like, every day this week, at, like, random points in my, like, since that happened, I've had random moments where it's like, we're, we're playing in the World Series next week. <laughs> it's awesome. Did you get a chance to talk to
0: Bryce Harper about this?
2: I'm, I'm unfamiliar with who you're talking about. I've never heard of him. Is he good? I've never heard about him.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. On, have you talked
0: to Bryce Harper about this?
1: Yeah, I wished him a happy birthday. I'm not going to lie. I said, happy birthday, Nats <laughs> are going to the World Series. You guys are terrible.
0: Well, thank you for hopping on, man. Uh, you are very active uh, when it comes to everything media-related. Like I said when I brought you on, doing music podcasts. I, I listened to some uh, Tribe on my way in just to get ready for this interview. I listened to some Redman as well. I'm hoping that you jumped on that bandwagon after we talk. And we also have the Ghost Goal Pod where you're you're just crushing it with soccer, which is something we don't touch too much on this show but we'd love to dive into it at any point. So uh, I'm super excited that you're here. Besides the, uh, like, we just talked about the MLB and, and your Nationals. W- what are your thoughts on the NFL real quick?
2: I mean, the Pat Mahomes injury is, is devastating. Like, uh, it could be anywhere from three weeks to the season. The MRI, apparently news just broke that the MRI was good. Uh, and I mean, we had... Uh, I heard from Dr. Chow yesterday uh, at pro football doc, who basically said in 2009, Matt Stafford had a similar injury and missed three weeks. But um, look, uh, that's terrifying. My Redskins are God awful, which is tough. So you hate to see that, but I mean, I'm excited. There's a couple of teams. I love watching every week. The Texans are always a good time. Um, uh, Surprisingly, the Vikings are good. The Packers are clearly back. And the I mean, look, it's the NFL. It's the best in American sports. You're not going to get anything better. The next, you know, these 16, 17 weeks are the best the best that we're going to get. There's nothing better than a great one o'clock sleep. And so far we've gotten that this season. I, I would like to see a little bit, you know, we've got, I was doing a count with one of my guys last night. We've got up to nine quarterbacks that we thought would have been playing every single week in the league. And that's obviously counting Andrew Luck who retires two weeks before the season starts. But we've got nine QBs who aren't starting right now that we would have thought started. But, We're still having a great time. I mean, look at at Carolina. Uh, You got Kyle Allen's 4-0. Look at New Orleans. You got Teddy Bridgewater's 4-0. These teams are figuring out a a way to make something out of a bad situation. So my fantasy team's doing horrendous, but I'm still, you know, I'm loving football season because it's it's just the best.
1: Well, if your fantasy team is doing horrendous, you know who to tune into. It's the Friday Friends. We're here for you. We're here for everyone. We're joined by a true Friday friend right now with Andrew Passaro. You can follow him at Twitter, Instagram, at Andrew Passaro, that's P-A-S-S-A-R-O. You are my soccer betting confidant here, Andrew, so let's get right into it. Last week, you nailed the Chelsea-Southampton game over. We hit that in the first half there. Chelsea takes on Newcastle, who's arguably one of the worst teams in the Premier League this year. This over-under sits at three with Chelsea at home. How do you lean on this game?
2: See, this is the thing, um, and I, I did to so Ghost Goal last night with my guy, Alex Moss. Um, he's a big Chelsea guy, and he's kind of who I go to for my Chelsea news, and look, I want to tell you to take Chelsea. I always want to tell I don't bet unders in soccer because I don't hate myself, so um, look, I want to tell you to take that over, but this is a game that really Newcastle shouldn't score, and Chelsea's coming off an international break where a bunch of guys pulled up with injuries, and Conte being a, a chief one of them. There's a couple guys in the back line who could be hurt. I don't love that line, to be totally honest. I'd probably stay away from it. There's a couple games that I do like for the weekend. The Chelsea one just I know you're a Chelsea guy, Ani, but like I, there are certain games during the week that it's like, I don't know if I touch this. To be honest, Alex actually told me to maybe take a flyer, like I throw $5 on it. Newcastle to win at Chelsea's at plus 1000 right now. And that's where he's at. He's like, I don't know that Chelsea are necessarily going to win this game or win it big. He's like, but if anything, he's like, I'd maybe throw like a couple bucks on the Newcastle just to kind of hedge myself. Because he is not feeling super confident about Chelsea right now. I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, I asked my son of the pot. He's just probably 70% confident that they'll win the game, but the odds aren't necessarily great in your favor as a Chelsea fan uh, if you're trying to throw a little money on, that, on this action.
1: Hey, I mean, I'm all about the emotional hedge, man. And anytime I can avoid betting on my favorite team, I'm always about it here. All right, so, so what
0: else you got for me? Yeah, so I, I'm, not, I'm not into the soccer world anymore. I brought this up on the Friday Friends pod in the past that, you know, I used to play, but I kind of lost interest in watching games after I stopped playing. Is there a, a specific league that I should be looking for as someone who doesn't follow the sport? Is there a team that I should jump on their bandwagon? Is there some loser-ass team that maybe in a couple of years might, you know, pop off? I know I'm throwing a lot at you right now, but I'm just trying to see – how I could become a better Friday friend with you guys since you're all in on this soccer world and I'm not.
2: Alright, so I was telling this to, I was talking to one of my hosts last night, he's not a soccer guy, and he said, that, look, the biggest thing about soccer is you've got to find a team that plays a, a style of play that you like. If you want that defensive, gritty, not a lot of goals scored, man, do I have a bunch of Premier League teams for you. Newcastle is actually a great example. If you want a team that's going to play an open, attacking style, throwing balls on the net constantly, I'm going to tell you to go look at your Manchester City, your Liverpool, your Barcelona, um, Juventus, Paris Saint-Germain, and in, in, in France. It, it really depends on what style of play you're looking for. If you want goals, 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 then trust me, on Ghost Goal, we'll give you a game that's, that we think is going to have goals, goals, goals every weekend. Um, But, yeah, it's really, like, because I I say this about soccer all the time, as bad as a football game is when it ends 6-3 because neither offense can do anything and, and neither, you know, defense is even that special, watching a team kick the ball around and have no sense of purpose and no like, oh, my God, he just tried that. Is the worst thing ever you could go take an exam take a page out of the u.s. men's national team book who just lost to canada during the international break um you want a team that's going to be exciting and and frankly for me it's, it's probably liverpool or manchester city in the Premier league chelsea's a great story right now because you've got a head coach who was a club legend they're playing a bunch of younger kids who from all sides have every single piece of talent in the world but you know, haven't necessarily been given the chance on the big stage, and they're getting that. Manchester United's a train wreck. Don't watch them. Don't don't do that. Don't you don't deserve to do that to yourself. Have some self-respect. Um, but I mean, if you want to go over to like Italy, Inter Milan, Napoli, or both teams are kind of on the come up. The Juventus is Cristiano Ronaldo, who's uh, for the ladies listening, super hot, and for the guys, he scored over 700 goals. Um, I like Atletico Madrid. They're not necessarily gonna razzle and dazzle you every week but they've got a 19 year old kid who is one of the largest transfers in, in soccer history who's a ton of fun to watch and frankly you can never go long with with Barcelona as long as Lionel Messi's in the lineup he's always capable of doing something absolutely magical uh but yeah, it's more about a team or a certain player uh, in terms of like teams on the come up it's a little too early in the season I think for me to be like yo watch out for this team like by this point last season we saw Ajax reach the semifinals of the Champions League last year and no one was talking about Ajax in, in October of last year. So we're we're still still kind of looking at the market. It's only, you know, three months into the season of a you know, nine to ten month season, depending on how long depending on the league. So a lot of time, but I feel like I gave you a couple there.
0: All right. More importantly, who has the best looking jersey? Like I just want to go to a bar, have a, a soccer jersey on and, and just I want someone to come up to me like, That's the best jersey I've ever seen.
2: All right, I'm pretty biased right now, but I love this year's Liverpool kit. They usually do the all red, red socks, red shorts, red shirt. This year they've got the nice white pinstripe on the shirt. It looks real clean. Uh, Would look, I look crazy I if
0: like, I wore like a full so- like I want to I want to be able to go into a bar wearing a full soccer getup and someone look at me and think I'm cool. So is that I mean, the kit? You, is and that is that the terminology? I mean, you can't
2: do that. You can't do that. Like. You can't. You, they call it a full kit wanker. Nobody likes that guy. Like it's it's not it's not a good look. Wait, well what was the say. term? Wanker. It's called a yeah. It's called a full kit wanker. It's where you see a guy wearing like the official shorts for that team, the official shirt. Actually, John Oliver has a great bit on this because he's like a diehard Liverpool fan. He said when he was nine, he used to wear like his full Liverpool, like all his stuff, in case for whatever reason. No one on the bench was available to come in, and he, they needed him to come. He was like, come play. He was ready to go right then and went there. Sounds but like yeah, a good it, Halloween
1: it, costume, though, you know? Maybe I'll just buy a full kit, and then they'll be like, oh, my God, you're a Liverpool fan. Like, full kit, Liverpool. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm a full kit wanker. Hmm. That's my costume.
2: <laughs> that, that's actually a, not a bad play, and that's, we're coming from a guy who's trying to save as much money as possible there on buying a Halloween costume. So that's uh, that's not a bad it's not a bad idea, right? Long there, so- um, long
1: socks, shin guards, cleats. Bang! There you go. Done. There's your costume. I have all.
2: That. I am a big. am a kit. big fan of the. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Borussia Dortmund kits. They're black and yellow. They always look clean. Yeah, um, I, they, I, I they, own
1: one of those. Those are fresh. Yeah. I won as Marco Royce one year for Halloween. It was kind of silly because my cleats are also yellow and black. But let's get back here to some bets that I want to ask you about. Obviously, I've got three games highlighted here. we got Crystal Palace against City. City's kind of been wavering a little bit in the EPL. Do they get back on track? Number two, we've got the Battle of the Hamptons. Southampton against Wolverhampton. Over under two and a half here. We've been attacking Southampton all season, but we know the Wolves don't play at one of the you know, fastest paces in the EPL. So can they hit that three for the over? And lastly, your team against Man U here. Man U at home against Liverpool, plus 400. Liverpool minus 140 on the money line. How do you lean on these three?
2: All right, let's start. What was the first one again? City Palace. Okay, here's the thing with City Palace. The reason that Manchester City has been in such a bad shape over the last couple weeks is they're they're starting two center backs. They're two key defenders. For, for you who don't watch soccer on a regular basis are injured. America Laporte is gonna probably be out until like March with an ACL injury and then John Stones just returned. So they're gonna slide John stones back in. he's a natural center back. they had a defensive midfielder playing out of position back there and they lost they dropped a bunch of points. Uh, I'm very confident that Manchester City can go to Palace and just absolutely destroy them. Uh, Palace are way better on the road. They do have a good record against teams in the top of the six and the top six, but for whatever reason, they're always better as a road dog. Crystal Palace are currently plus eleven hundred at home against Manchester City, um, and I, I bet you you're not even going to get a good over under on this game because Manchester City just seem to always pile in goal after goal after goal. Uh, this is a game I'm probably going to be staying away from because I usually bet dogs and I usually win. Um. So this this isn't look. I mean, Manchester City is like what minus four hundred on the money line. Yep. You're not making a lot on that, but yeah, it's a pretty much it's, I'm not. I don't like to say the G word, but it's about as close to the G word as I'll get to you for Manchester City. Now, Wolves Southampton is one that I am looking at. It is one that I will be betting this weekend. And here's what I've got because I know that you're 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 messing around. You're flirting with that plus two and a half on on the goal on the goals. Here's what I love here, because I think this game's ending two one for in favor of Wolves. If you bet Wolves result but both teams to score, you'll get it at plus three hundred right now.
1: That's which that, is
2: that's kind of silly. And like I'm I'm betting that. I might also bet uh over two and a half just in case it goes the other way. I bet Wolves a lot. They're one of my favorite teams to bet because they've got, in my opinion, all the pieces. To potentially make a run at, at, at being one of the top teams in England this year. And they also don't necessarily play like they play a good attacking style themselves, but they don't necessarily like they, they're a good defensive team. Um, so when they're playing like a team around their own level, I'm like usually betting them. So I will be taking that one. And then in Manchester United Liverpool, here's the big thing for United. They've got a world class goalkeeper, a top five goalkeeper in the world David, De Gea, who pulls up with an injury during international break for Spain. He's out. Paul Pogba, their best midfielder. Whether you love him or hate him, I know some United fans can't stand the man. But the reality is, he's a World Cup winner. He's a Golden Boy winner, which means he was the best young player in all of Europe. Um, he is a like a fantastic player, and he is their engine. He is their guy that gets the ball out of midfield or out of out of their their defense right. and into into the attacking area. He's not out. Liverpool are going into United as a team that's up eight points on their rivals, Manchester City. They're trying to win their first Premier League title in 30 years. The over three and a half in this game is at plus 205, and I'm going to hammer the shit out of that. I don't know if I can swear on this podcast. I just did it anyways. But look, here's the thing about that game. Liverpool haven't won at Old Trafford in quite a while. They are going up against arguably the weakest Manchester United side that they've ever faced. You've got, you know, you've got absences on the background. You've got absences in the midfield. I don't know if United score at all on this one. I just think, and Liverpool, one of Liverpool's players talked about it during international break, we see Manchester City putting in four, five, six goals against these teams, and we want to do it too. You've got your biggest rival waning right now, and you've got an opportunity on the ninth game of the season to just go in and smack them around on their own pitch. And I think Klopp's going to do it. I think I I love Liverpool winning four four nothing, maybe a three one, but I'm taking that over three and a half. It's at plus two hundred five. It's them. It's like it's a plus sixty on a big game in the NFL. They're that they, Vegas is daring me to take that bet, and you bet your ass I'm taking it.
1: All right, I love that, and I mean I've got no more soccer for you here. If you missed it. Follow him at Twitter at Andrew That's Passaro. That's P A S S A R O. He loves the Liverpool Manchester United over plus three and a half if you can get it there. And he loves the Wolverhampton Wolves to score, no, to win and both teams score. That's at plus 300 on FanDuel.
0: So, as I said yeah. at the top, man, uh, you know, you're, we could get all your soccer stuff at your Ghost Goal podcast, but I was a guest on Brick House. You're a music guy. I want to know what what's the music that people should be into, like looking forward to right now? Like what's new that you're really into that you think other people should be listening to?
2: Oh boy, have I got some good ones for you. All right. So uh Baby put out two albums this year. Uh, young Up and Coming Hip Hop put out another album called Kirk, which I've been bumping on stop, like non-stop over the last couple weeks. Vibes is a great song. He's got a track with Nicki Minaj on there. He's got a track with Migos. Uh, I think that one's called Raw. That album's really, really good. And honestly, the best thing about that album, it's got that party vibe the whole way through, for the most part. Maybe not the intro track, but pretty much everything else. It's like you could just put it on at your pregame or your like postgame and whatever. You could just throw it on, let it bump, and you'll have a good time. Like it's it's a very good album. Definitely to throw down to. Um, the other thing I've been listening to And I'm going to see him next month is a guy called Benny the Butcher He's with, uh an album called Plugs I Know There's, uh, there's a Pusha T feature on there There's a couple other really good features The, the front cover of that album Is a picture of Scar- from the movie Scarface With their eyes like blurred out It's, it's like a six track album It's only like 23 minutes I've been listening to that non-stop I'm going to see him with Freddie Gibbs Who in my opinion has the rap album of the year that he released earlier this year with Madlib. Um, that album is fantastic. I really really love that album. And the other one is Jay Cole put out a pro- it's like a it's kind of like a playlist, but it's the Dreamville Revenge 3. That album is so good. You've got anyone from like The Baby on that. Um, there's a there's a bunch of other rappers on it Boss, Jay Cole. Like there's like 9 to 10 other guys who collaborated on this like 20 track album. There's a bunch of stuff I like on that. Costa Rica is a great song. Down Bad uh, is on that. That's really good. 1993 um, is a really, really good track. Technically, middle he threw Middle Child on there, too, even though he released that earlier. But yeah, it's like an 18-track album. Uh, it's, it's like a little bit more than an hour, and it's produced by like Dreamville and J. Cole. So that, that's really what I've been like getting into a lot lately in terms of the new stuff. Um, I am going to be seeing Mo's death at his 20th anniversary of his 1999 release, Black on Both Sides, in November. And I'm also, like I said, I'm also seeing Freddie Gibbs and Benny the Butcher. But 2019 uh, has been a great year for music. Brickhouse, we're starting to get our year in review and our best albums of the year ready. We'll do that in December. We did that last year. I'm looking forward to doing it again.
0: Awesome. We'll be looking forward to that. Once again, you can follow Andrew Passaro at his personal Twitter account, at Andrew Passaro. Or if you're just a music person, brick house pod, brick with just a K. Or if you're a soccer guy, go skull pod on Twitter. My advice is just follow all three. Andrew, you're an awesome dude. You're definitely a Friday friend. Thank you for hopping on, and we'll definitely have you on again.
2: Thank you, brothers. Look forward to seeing you when I'm back in the city.
0: Deuces, boy.
1: Finish the fight.
2: Hell yeah.
0: And that's Andrew Passaro. Thank you so much, man. Look. A lot of great stuff coming from that. Oh yeah, from him. Uh,
1: we've we brought this up before. I'm not a soccer guy. You are. We love uh, to mix it all up, though. Yes. We give the people what they want. They want soccer, we'll give them soccer. We want basketball seasons next week. You bet your ass, we'll have DFS plays next Friday for the weekend. For the you know, we got odds. I got futures. I got teams I want to bet on already. I I'll be honest. I'm looking for a new team. I I put it out there on Twitter. Dallas Mavericks. Is that who I should follow? I'm a Wizards fan. They're going to suck. So this team is not going to be fun to watch. The Atlanta Hawks are a very young team. Will be fun to watch. They've got a couple Terps, so I'll be rooting for the Hawks. And the Dallas Mavericks, man. Luka Doncic is probably one of the most exciting players in the NBA right now. And they'll get Kristaps Porzingis back, who was in that trade that sent him to to Dallas from New York. I think this team could... You know, ruffle some feathers there in the West among some of those big names. And the Miami Heat. They've got my, our boy Fensterman at Fantasy Sports, our basketball guy. His dark horse to win rookie of the year, Tyler Hero, on that squad. And they got Jimmy Butler in the offseason. Miami could be dangerous in the East. And I love Tyler Hero. I always loved him playing at Kentucky.
0: Who's your number one pick in fantasy right now? If you were drafted L- in NBA.
1: LeBron James. And who's your sleeper? Do you have a sleeper for the year? Sleeper, I think that's a tough one. I mean, Tyler, I mean, Tyler Hero, who could be rookie of the year, I think, as a sleeper. He could go late in drafts and he's going to be running with that Miami Heat offense, which could put up a lot of points this season. News came out
0: Zion missing some time. Do you think this will hinder him? Potentially getting Rookie of the
1: Year. I I I know you were a little bit down before the injury. I know. I was never on Zion. I didn't have him as my preseason. I remember last year, my picks to win Rookie of the Year were Ja Morant and RJ Barrett. Those guys, I liked the odds at him better just because they weren't the favorite. Now I like the odds even more. But I'm sorry if you didn't get in on any of these other guys like Hero, Morant, or RJ before this news came out. But I'm sure the odds are going to change for Zion. And we've seen it in the past If you're a rookie and you miss playing time, the odds of you winning Rookie of the Year are very slim. It happened to Joel Embiid. It happened to John Wall. It happens to all these rookies who miss time because at the end of the day, you're like, oh, he only played, you know, 55 games, 60 games. If he misses several weeks of the season, that's double-digit games he's going to miss.
0: Can't argue with that. All right, so we are friends because of our uh, love and passion for fantasy football. We and that's part partly why we came up with the Friday Friends podcast. Thank you everyone who's tuning into the podcast or on the live stream right now. Uh some quick stories before we kind of break down this this great slate of week seven. I don't think it's great. I I actually I'm, don't either. I'm kinda lukewarm on this slate. Yeah. To be honest. But uh Real quick, before we get into that, Jalen Ramsey traded to the Rams. Yep. I've said that I really feel like he just went to the Jaguars or the NFC West. I, I'm not... I think it's good for Bortles, them. Bortles,
1: the reunion, Bortles and Ramsey. Yeah,
0: I get I mean...
1: Best friends. They need help on offense. They don't need help on defense. Did you know three of the last four first-round picks by the Jacksonville Jaguars are now Saint, uh, LA Rams? I had no clue. Blake Bortles, Dante Fowler, and now Jalen Ramsey.
0: So like, like I said, the Jaguars of the West over there. <laughs> uh, did you see Miles Garrett got punched in the face by a fan? No, that's kind of awesome though. It's... No, not awesome. We don't want players well, no. getting punched. It, but the manner that it happened. So this fan, I'm pretty sure the fan was driving by and noticed Miles Garrett and uh, and said, "Hey, can can I take a picture with you?" I think he took the photo, and at the end of the photo, he punched him in the face. Oh my God! It's <laughs> a so total sneak attack. <laughs> sneak attack! I got as sneak well. attacked. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we don't condone punching players in the face, no, but we do condone pies in the face and being creative with sneak attacks. That's what this this show's all about. Do you want to talk about your pieing?
1: Yeah. So every week on the Fantasy Alarm, we do a high bet. We each pick a receiver. That it's Howard Bender, Jim Bowden, myself, and Justin Fencerman. We do. We pick a wide receiver every week. Lowest point gets pied in the face, and it's on Twitter at street 323 That's where you can follow me. You'll see it. Got a nice pumpkin pie with whipped cream to the face. It came out of nowhere because we had a plan. Fancy didn't stick to the plan. Came out of nowhere. Sneak attack. Boom in the face. I picked Cooper Cup last week against the 49ers. I underestimated that pass D, and uh, yikes. You know, yikes. It, it bit, But you know what I do love this week? Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup.
0: I love him this week. So
1: if I have the third pick this week in our draft, I might go back to the Cooper Cup well. All right, so before we break down Week
0: 7, we like to look at Week 6 or the previous week a little bit. I didn't dive too deep because we did miss last week, so there's not much that... We can go back on it's a what we said. sad that we said. missed last week, yeah. though, because
1: I would have had Stephon Diggs as one of my top wide receivers, and well, guess what? He popped
0: off. And that's what I wanted to start with. Everyone that was worried about Stephon Diggs, he had seven receptions, 167 yards. He had three touchdowns. Could have had more. Yeah. Look, overthrown
1: th- a couple times. Th-
0: this is a – he's a hes a talented player. That's why you drafted him early. Him and Thielen, they're going to have back-and-forth weeks. It's going to be kind of like Roddy White and Julio Jones of like six or seven years ago, I think of. I don't even remember how long ago, but there's going to be alternating weeks. You're going to have to ride the wave, but if you bench them, that's on you. Because the type of player that Stefan Diggs is, you got to keep him in your lineup, and you kind of have to go with the good or bad trends, unless it is an obvious pivot of you have someone better on your team, or the defense is just way better, or let's say, God forbid, feeling goes down, then Diggs will be... More covered, but as of right now, he's a guy you're gonna have to ride out with. Matt Ryan in DFS. I've been playing him pretty much every
1: week in cash, and he's, I think he's a safe bet. Cause on DraftKings, you get the 300 yard bonus, and, and he gets it, gets it every week. week. He yep. gets it every so week.
0: I said that two weeks ago. I'm rolling with Matt Ryan. I can't do. I made a lot of money two weeks ago, and it's because I've pivoted to more of just cash games, higher dollar value cash games, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollar games, and I'm just putting the safest. Best possible lineup. Not looking for that big hit with you know your your poke and pray. Chris Moore playing a GPP, right? We're not. I I've kind of pivoted off of that where I'm playing my best cash game lineup in a single entry GPP, hoping to make the best of it. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm hoping for my cash games to cash, and that's where I'm getting my my core money and then anything in a gpp I'm looking at is just a bonus correct we had lamar jackson deshaun watson russell wilson all top guys kyler murray has I, I i'm i might be a little off by a point or two but i think he has not hit less than 16 points in your fantasy leagues and he's a pretty safe play week to week now i i was not high on kyler murray for the season to start but as I, things have gone on, that team is just going to pass the ball a lot. Yeah. So as much as I don't like Kyler Murray in season long and how much I was down on him, it's just the offense, and it's kind of one of those things when the system is giving you opportunity, you have to roll with it. So in DFS, I, I'm not going to be as shy to put Kyler Murray in for safe plays, but he, he's not I, – I mean, this week I think he's in a good spot. But yeah. uh, other than that, Nick Chubb had a great week. Uh, Cousins had a good week. Connor had a good week too. I'm a little surprised about that. I'm down on Connor, but with a backup quarterback, they I guess the Steelers are looking to focus more on the run game. It, he had a good week, and then Hunter Henry coming out of basically his I mean, injury and being
1: nothing and hey, becoming something. If you're in a season-long league, sell high on Hunter Henry. He's probably your tight end too, because of time he missed this year. You've probably already found an alternative. If you're a Will Disley owner, you just won the lottery by picking Hunter Henry off the waiver wire after Disley suffered a season-ending Achilles injury. Sell high. Sell high on him. Keenan Allen is not going to be asleep behind the wheel rest of the season. I think Keenan Allen's going to pop off. I think Mike Williams is going to pop off. Hunter Henry, sell high. Like, you could get an RB1 for Hunter Henry right now. I... I I'll be honest. I have
0: not looked at their strength of schedule. I'm a little worried about the the Chargers. They haven't played. You know, people were saying they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year. Uh, this is right now, I don't even know if they're going to make it to the playoffs. But uh, I I'm in a league where I I absolutely need to play Hunter Henry, which I'm not. I, not saying not to play him, but I I don't I don't see myself in any scenario being able to push off like selling Hunter Henry. But if you can, obviously, we're all about value here. Sell them if you can. That's Ani's advice. Let's get into week seven.
1: I'm ready, baby. Let's do it. You Let's, start go with quarterbacks. Let's go quarterback. So, There's three QBs I like, and they're all in the mid-range. We're,
0: we're DraftKings, guys. That's what we play. We usually put out a contest. If you want to face us, it's anywhere between uh, 15 to 20 people. Link will be out later this week. Usually a dollar buy-in. Top two people get paid. Most of our lineups or the people that we're looking to play. We talk about here. So if you want to beat us, get an edge. We're pretty much giving out our people. So you said you have three guys. Who are yep. you looking at in the quarterback position?
1: I, they're all within $100 of each other, man. I've got Danny Dimes at $6,100. i have got Jared Goff at 6200 And I've got Matt Ryan at 6300 Those are the three guys I am probably going to have at this moment in a majority of my lineups. I, I said it before, and I've said
0: it weeks before this podcast. Matt Ryan is... Typically, my go-to cash game guy, he is getting the, th- the three-point bonus. He's hitting 300 yards every week, and I think his pri- his price is starting to go up, but for a while, he-, he was perfectly priced. I think you could still get value with him at 6,300. I like the Daniel Jones pick against Arizona, uh, especially if you're going to uh, stack him with Evan Ingram. That's, what, that's I, what I
1: have right now. In my initial build, I, I've got Danny Dimes with Evan Ingram. I think that's the play. Um, Is there any love for Minshew versus Cincinnati this week? Nope. I'm off Gardner Minshew this week. I I don't hate paying up 6,700 to get um, Kyler Murray. Like we said earlier, Kyler's been great for fantasy. He's been running the ball a lot more. I'm not going to Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson. there at the top tier. But I think if you're paying up, Kyler's where you start. If you're kind of looking for salary relief, I think 6,100 Daniel Jones is a pretty decent bet. And... Jimmy G at 6K right below that against a horrendous Washington defense who also won't be without Josh Norman, who honestly doesn't even help when he's on the field. So
0: He's too busy jumping over bulls. Correct. Uh,
1: real quick before
0: we move on to running backs, Josh Allen, he's priced at 6,500. I like the play against
1: the Dolphins, Against yes. the Dolphins, all right. Yes. Would, would you do that in a GPP, or is that a cash game move for you? If I have the salary in cash, I think he might be in a couple of my lineups here, but I, I like the golf Daniel Jones play I like the $300 bonus for passing yards I think golf can get that against the Falcons and I think uh Daniel Jones can get that against Cardinals all right moving on to running backs is there anyone that stands out on the slate that's a must play I have a lock button one lock button Leonard Fournette 7k against the Bengals horrendous against the run this season absolutely horrendous they are the worst defense against the run for running backs and DraftKings this season. Lock him in 7K. He's not only running the ball, he's catching the ball. Leonard Fournette has become a quote unquote poor man's Christian McCaffrey this season. He's playing almost every snap at the running back position, he's dominating first, second, third down. Leonard Fournette's my guy.
0: Christian McCaffrey not on the main slate, but we have Saquon Barkley
1: back at 8900 Are we playing him versus Arizona? Not paying up for him against the Cardinals here. I think that's way too expensive. I I don't think they will, the Giants, but there's a chance they monitor his workload here. First week back, you don't want him to re-injure that ankle, which is a possibility. We saw it last night with Patrick Mahomes coming back from an ankle injury. Yes, he didn't injure his ankle, But when you're way too careful about one part of your body, it tends to cause you to injure another part of your body because you're not paying attention to it and you're putting way too much stress on one part. We could see that here with Saquon. He is susceptible to a knee injury here or re-aggravating that ankle. I'm staying away. So you're the Redskins guy.
0: I'm sorry. Your team is not good. That team's trash. And I really... Well, my
1: DraftKings teams are good. I really like... I love Tevin, Tevin Coleman. Coleman this nope, week. look... I really it, love him. I'm showing you my lineup right now. To you people out there, Tevin, look at my running backs. Tevin Coleman, Leonard Fournette. So 5,600, why are you going with Tevin Coleman this week? Because so you said it, the Redskins are trash. And if the San Francisco 49ers get out to a lead, which we know they will, they will pound, pound the ball. And more importantly, Tevin Coleman, now that... You know, he's healthy. He's become the red zone back. He's become the goal line back. He's getting the touches inside the 10-yard line. So once they get down there, it's just going to be pound the ball with Coleman. The Redskins won't stop him. So I've been burned by this
0: pick in the past, but I think this is a a week where it might work out. I like Derrick Henry with the quarterback change in Tennessee. Any thoughts about Derrick Henry going up against the L.A. Chargers? He's
1: 5,800 on, on uh, DraftKings. I don't hate it. Because Derrick Henry is a touchdown machine, we've seen that every game this season, except for the last game, he has scored. Normal, he has scored in every game. He's, we're just waiting on the Derrick Henry breakout. Just waiting. I know what's happening. And if this is the week he gets a new roster, him, you just hit the lottery. You just went on GPP. Is there any cheap guys you're looking at? Do you like Carlos Hyde against? I have a the 5K Colts. guy. All right, who do you got? Joshua Jacobs of the Oakland Raiders. He gets the Green Bay Packers this week, who have been very weak against the run. Uh, We've seen that multiple times this season. And not only is he running the ball better, Jacobs, as he was at the beginning of the year, he's catching the ball. He's more involved in the offense. He's becoming a pass-catching back. Raiders want to involve him more in their offense. I think this was a great spot for him. So I want to touch
0: on something real quick, kind of recapping last week. We missed last week. We were in a haze. Uh, Ani was celebrating the Nationals. I couldn't believe Ben Simmons hit a three. But I want to call out the Friday Fools real quick. And I know we're in our Week 7 DFS breakdown, but this kind of relates. So last week, a lot of people played Malcolm Brown in DFS. Yes. And as much as Ani and I have touted Malcolm Brown being the backup for Todd Gurley, you can listen back to to past pods. We we have audiograms. It there, it has been documented that we are the Malcolm Brown guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But last
0: week was the worst week you could play him, and you need to have situational awareness when you play the backups. It, it, this is a team where Todd Gurley wasn't producing as much as we wanted. Why would Malcolm Brown be the guy to magically? matchup
1: great against San Francisco. It wasn't going to happen. Listen, though, if you did play him, though, I don't fault you at all. That cheap RB1, you're going to get the touches. He was a lock button. You know, he's someone you could lock in and then build around him. But the problem was there were other guys last week in the similar price range who were going to give you better value for their money. Carlos Hyde, for example, I played him 4,400. He was just $100 cheaper than Malcolm Brown. Kevin Coleman was in that same area, also outproduced Malcolm Brown. So it wasn't more of a like a bad play if you played him, absolutely fine with playing Malcolm Brown last week. He was cheap, RB1, gonna get the volume, you know, and we love volume when it comes to fantasy sports, but there were alternatives that you could look at, which is something we don't have the luxury of this week, the 4K, under 5K guys that we can really just lock in and be fine with it. I I just think people last week were expecting, like, 5x from
0: malcolm brown and it just wasn't gonna happen uh but i bring this up because a lot of people are saying they're playing latavius murray as alvin Kamara's backup in case something happens but i it's not a good it's not a good
1: spot he costs 5100 and it's versus the I, chicago I like, bears i like jacobs for 100 dollars cheaper yeah i right agree there. And we were talking about Tevin Coleman earlier and what we love to attack in DFS and fantasy is revenge games. There's not a player revenge game here, but there's a coach revenge game. Kyle Shanahan against the Washington Redskins. And here from his presser, this is what he had to say about the Redskins during his time there.
2: Um, being able to work with my dad and be around some other good coaches. What was the worst part? Everything else. <laughs> I, and, uh, I liked a lot of the players Some good people
1: You really hate to see that As a Redskins fan When a head coach Of a national football team Says the best part About working for the Redskins Was working with his dad What was the worst part? Everything else
0: Yikes Yeah that's, that's not good One last running back
1: Cheap guy 4,100. Kenyon Drake. <sighs> this could be his last week in the Dolphins uniform. He's been on the trade market, I think, for some time now. Dolphins officially said it. <sighs> Against the Bills, though, I like the Bills defense this week. I'll tell you that much. But I don't know. I'm staying away from Kenyon Drake. It's, it's, I'm, I'm really not. But in season-long leagues, if you have bench spots, pick up Mark Walton and pick him up now. The Dolphins like him a lot more than Kalen Balazs. We've seen that. Walton got a lot of touches last week as the RB2. If the Dolphins do end up trading away Kenyon Drake, Mark Walton becomes their RB1. I'm not saying fantasy RB1, but he becomes a starting running back for the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, and he's getting goal line work, which is great. So we'll move on to wide receivers. Ani and I both on Cooper Cup, 7,400. For me, I'm willing to pay that price. I'm putting him in. He's. I think he'll bring back value. I, I mean, it's kind of an obvious play. I, this To me, it's an obvious cash game play. I think a lot of people will be on him. So the goal right now is who are we building around Cooper Cup?
1: Here, d- here we go. So we said earlier, Daniel Jones, Evan Ingram's a good stack there. I also like the golf cup mini stack as well. And other wide receivers here that I really love, cheap as well, Calvin Ridley in that same game. He's not going to get Jalen Ramsey. Because Jalen Ramsey is probably going to have shadow coverage on Julio Jones this Sunday. Which means the, he gets the Rams number two. Which is no longer Marcus Peters. He's gone. Akeem Talib placed on IR. He's gone. Calvin Ridley's going to be matched up against a bum. He's going to be matched up against a Friday Fool. I think this is the Calvin Ridley week. This could be the big Calvin Ridley week. Another guy I love. Jacksonville loses Jalen Ramsey, right? are weak at the cornerback position, Auden Tate. 4500 on DraftKings. He's slowly becoming one of Andy Dalton's favorite guys to throw the ball to. In the last 4 games, he's gotten 11, 6, 6 and 10 targets. When you're getting that kind of target share, I think it's very easy to return value at a 4500 price point.
0: I like the plays. I'll be honest. I think most people are going to pivot away from them because they've been burned by both of them. A little. I mean, the audience. Perfect. Perfect. That, so, That's what we like. I, Low ownership. Yeah, the, the thing in DFS to keep in mind is you kind of have to look beyond the slate. You have to kind of think of what the general public is going to do, and then you make your pivots off of that. Now, Autumn Tate, that first week when everyone was all in on him about two weeks ago, I mean, he scored a touchdown. He, he was super cheap. He did bring back value, but not what we expected. I think this is a week where he could he could break it. He's getting targeted, and at the end of the day, that's all you care about with your wide receivers. You want, you want them to get target. You want them to catch the ball, but the targets is more important. Uh, I like
1: it. The Bengals are still winless, correct? I believe so. Uh, I, I I believe they're winless. I'm not 100% sure here on that. E- yes, they have not won a game yet. And they're at home. This is probably their easiest matchup so far, Jacksonville. I said earlier I'm not sold on the whole Gardner Minshew mania. He's super fun to watch. I love the stash, whatnot. This, the Bengals are going to win this football game, and this is going to be a big game for Aud Tate.
0: And then you brought up Calvin Ridley, another guy that everyone is, uh, you know, that we've been burned by Calvin Ridley. You, you brought up all the reasons why you like him, which I, I agree. I'm looking at Mike Williams, though. Uh, he is $100 more than Autumn Tate. Mike Williams is one of these players that is due for a two-touchdown game. I agree 100%. And this Mike Williams, as much as I've been off of him for most of the year, I think this is the week where I'm paying... You're, you're not, like, breaking the bank to get him in a lineup. For, I mean, he's priced the same amount as Sanu. Right. Who who has a better chance of having a two-touchdown game, Sanu or Mike Williams? Mike Williams. So I, I think so. I like building around Mike Williams as well. Uh, I, I don't think Tyrell Williams is going to play, but if he does, I mean, maybe he's a good matchup against Green Bay. Uh, when we go... Above 5,500, do you like? I'm going to give out a couple names. Tyler Boyd, do you like him?
1: Yes. If I like
0: Gordon Tate, I like Tyler Boyd. Kenny Galladay versus Minnesota? No. Do you like Tyler Lockett versus yes. Baltimore? Yes. He's a uh, Tyler Lockett, 6,600. Yes. We already talked about Cooper Cup. Do you like Adam Thielen, 6,900? No. Would you go back to Stefan Diggs this week? 6300 Yes. Michael
1: Thomas, 7900 If I'm paying up, I'm paying up for Cup and DeAndre Hopkins.
0: DeAndre Hopkins, $100 less yes. than Michael Thomas, $7,800. I, I, I like it. Julio Jones, the top guy on the slate, $8,000. If
1: if he's drawing the shadow coverage from Ramsey. I think I'm staying away here. He's going to probably be low-owned because of that. People will be scared off because of Ramsey. So in a GPP, if you lock in Julio and he busts for 102 tutties, bang, you just won a million bucks. So we talked about Evan Ingram.
0: We like stacking Danny Dimes with Evan Ingram. Is there
1: any tight end on the slate that you think is a must play besides Evan Ingram? I mean, I love Kittle. I think Kittle's also a lock button here. He's only 200 over Ingram. He gets the Redskins. Like I said, can't defend anybody, to be honest. Mark Andrews, love the spot. 4,900 against the Seattle Seahawks. Why not, you know? Gerald Everett's been getting targets, but I probably won't be rolling him out. There's no cheap option except for our boy at 3,300. Dawson Dawson Knox. Knox. He's a true Friday friend. 3,300 against a... Horrendous Miami Dolphins team. I, I could go there. That's the only cheap guy I'll be paying down for. Other than that, I'm paying up at the tight end position. Don't get uh
0: tricked into the Luke Wilson hype. Uh, that's my one thing of my one piece of advice. Darren Fells has been interesting because he's been getting volume on this Arizona team. Um Houston. Uh, Houston team. And we've seen flash not and when I say flashes from Fells. He does have a couple of good games. He's old, but he gets a couple... He's had games. GPP play, if you want to pay down, which we've kind of learned, don't pay down at the
1: tight end position. We're anti And the problem with Dawson down. Knox, let's not forget that Tyler Croft's coming back this week. So even yes. though Knox is 3,300 and I like the spot, he will have to split carries, which I don't like. So pay up, for, pay up for Evan Ingram.
0: So while everyone's been targeting this Arizona defense, I've been targeting the Tennessee defense, which is why I like... Hunter Henry this week, and I think this is great for the the narrative that Ani was sharing earlier where it's time to sell high on him. I think that after this week, you'll be able to sell high on Hunter Henry because this will be another matchup where I think he will put – at least he'll find the end zone, if not get 100 yards. It will be either or. Or, you know, there's a chance for both, but either or because Tennessee – has given up touchdowns pretty much every week. I think there was one week that they didn't give a touchdown to a tight end, but that week they gave up 100-plus yards. So I like Hunter Henry in this matchup, 4,000. Darren Waller, I think he's dealing with an injury, but he's 4,700. And he he just got paid
1: the big bucks. He
0: did get paid, so uh, would you— would you put Darren Waller into a lineup? He is going up against Green Bay, 4,700.
1: Yeah, I don't see why not. The Green Bay is very good at the secondary. Obviously, they got shredded by Amari Cooper but, and Kenny Gaudi had a good week. But I still believe in that secondary in Zaire Alexander and Darnell Savage. But So they could attack the Packers in the middle of the field. And I can see that's where Darren Waller excels. There's no Tyrell probably again this week. So Waller will get more targets here, but... Uh, like I said, I like Hunter Henry, I like that call. I'm going up to Evan Ingram and I'm going up to George Kittle.
0: Any other tight ends?
1: No. Nope.
0: Let's move on to defense. I'm going to throw this out there because it's probably the worst take of all time, but I'm I'm
1: great with bad takes, but for 1500 Dolphins? Yeah. I did allow- I took the Jets last week at 1500. Because that's basically free. You, if you play the Dolphins' D, you can play anybody. Yeah, <laughs> and it's
0: to, to just get 2x, uh, it's like just throw them in there. Hopefully they don't get negatives. Even If they get three points, you, you basically won with that pick.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to go cheap, I like Detroit's D against the Vikings. I think Kirk could throw a couple picks there. I like Tennessee's D against the Chargers at home. Tennessee's defense has been pretty solid obvious, obvious pay-up spots, Bills. If you can fit them in, you fit them in. They get the Dolphins. I mean, that's a defensive touchdown just waiting to happen. We've seen DFS Contest won because of the defense multiple times this year already. Eagles, Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. <laughs> so if you pay up for defense, you have a high chance of winning a tournament. Would you touch the Bears at 3K? No. I I would not. I would not. But that, that does wrap up our DFS here. I do have a couple Lord's locks here. All right. Our boy Mitch Lord, he came on the show a couple weeks ago. You can check it out on iTunes, Friday Friends, Sleeper, Spotify, Anchor. A- anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Anis323. He is at only Sandro. We've got one for college football tomorrow. For, uh, tomorrow. He loves Colorado, plus 12.5 at Washington State, and he likes the Ravens, plus 3 at Seattle. The stat he gave me was NFL underdogs with the closing spreads of 3 or less, or 22-11-1 against the spread this year. at 66.7%, so he's going to ride with Baltimore, a talented team getting no love in a tough environment and that is the Lord's Locks. I do have a couple college football DFS plays to throw out tonight. Let's get them. All right, there's a four-game slate tonight, better than the three-game slate we usually get on a Friday night. Marshall versus FAU, Pittsburgh versus Cuse, Ohio State, Northwestern, UNLB, Fresno State. Marshall versus FAU has the highest over-under total here. It's 59.5. The main guy I'm targeting from this game, Marshall's quarterback, Isaiah Green. Dual-threat QB can do it. Passing the ball, rushing the ball. I think you got to lock him in. Two guys I think you cannot fade today. Dobbins and Fields on Ohio State. They are the most expensive at the QB and running back position. But on a four-game slate, you want the top dogs. Lock those two in. Fresno State against UNLV. UNLV loves to run the football. I love my guard from that game. He's a very cheap running back. I think he gets a lot of work for UNLV. He's under 4K. He's going to get some volume. I love that play. Pittsburgh Q, some guys I look at. I'm looking at Kenny Pickett, quarterback for Pitt. And I think you can play multiple receivers from Pittsburgh in this football game. There are three guys who are getting a lot of targets. Pick two, play them. French and Mac are probably my top two guys here out of the two. But I think those are guys you got to roll with. And those are the college football DFS plays I like for tonight.
0: We covered a lot. If you're listening to the live stream as we're about to close out, look, you can follow all of our stuff online just search Friday friends follow my buddy Ani at Anishree 23 I'm at only Sandro on Twitter and Instagram you can write us an email Friday at gmail.com I get it it's complicated but that's where you can reach us as well we our podcast is everywhere all over the internet literally type in Friday friends into your Google search you will find us we covered some soccer we covered college football today we did our normal fantasy football. We touched a little bit on the NBA. We're going to be doing more NBA as the season actually rolls on. We learned what a full kit wanker is. Yes, a kit wanker. A full
1: kit wanker.
0: Which I'm I, I mean, it could be a Halloween costume idea for both of us. It might just be my new life choice. Do me a favor, Google or search on Twitter rage yoga. It is the newest craze, and it is great. We'll talk more about that
1: next week. Also next week, we'll be giving you our favorite Halloween costumes for this year as we will only be one week away. Tweet at us at OnySuite23, only sender of your favorite costumes for this year.
0: And we want to say a big thank you to everyone that has been following the pod, the people that were curious why we weren't on. We shared it. The Nationals are right hot. Ani is is super excited. I'm still in awe about Ben Simmons hitting a three. Hopefully it carries into the regular season. This has been Friday, friends. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week. Finish the fight.